Hello, everybody. This is Kimberly Gorham, and I'm so pleased to be speaking with Chiropractic Masters International. Just wanted to welcome you all to the call. We have some very exciting times coming up together. I am really thrilled to be involved with the UK seminar that's coming up shortly in a couple weeks. I'll be speaking with Dr. Mike and some amazing speakers. We have Dr. Mike Reed, a superstar, of course. We have Dr. Matthew Loop. We have Dr. Mike Henriksen. We have Kimberly Gorham. We have Dr. Shireen. We have Dr. Ben, Benny Matthews, uh, no S, Ben Matthew. And we have Dr. Ryan Ryder. And this is going to be such an amazing time. We're going to be in Windsor, the United Kingdom. January 27th and 28th. So I just want to uh, remind everybody to book their tickets now if you haven't already done it. It's a two-day intensive mastery training event for the ultimate success in chiropractic and in life, I might add, because we do talk an awful lot about improving the self as well. So I just wanted to uh, give a shout-out to our UK listeners and our listeners all around the world. We have a big following in Canada as well, and I just want to welcome you all tonight. Okay, so tonight we're going to be discussing breaking down barriers to chiropractic. I think we all discuss this every time we have a seminar. We're in the back rooms discussing, you know, how do you get the yes? How do you get the yes from our patients? And, you know, I've done thousands and thousands of screenings for chiropractors, and I've signed up over a million new patients. That's my claim to fame for those of you who haven't heard of me before. I started out as a, as a new patient, actually. That's how I got to where I am 24 years later is uh, chiropractic really worked for me. And I was one of those people who had to have her barriers broken down before I could choose chiropractic, before I could actually take that leap and give the person who is asking me to say yes, the yes. So I've learned some things along the way. I've been in the trenches. I have spoken on a daily basis with people that are non-believers in chiropractic, and I've spoken with people that are ultimate believers in chiropractic. My mentor for 10 years, I'm happy to say, was the great Reggie Gold. And I learned so much about breaking down barriers from Reggie and one of the things that he taught me right away, and it took me years to master, uh, was to back off a little bit. Uh, breaking down barriers, when we, when we say barriers, we, we visualize walls, brick walls. And sometimes it feels like our patients, their hard-headedness can be as thick as a brick wall. Uh, mine was, and I had good reason, because I was pregnant. I was six months pregnant with my daughter. I was in a horrific car accident. I was in and out of the emergency room seven times in just a few weeks for them to stop my labor, and it kept getting worse and worse and worse. So I had a lot to lose. Um, so to break down my barrier, uh, you know, the doctor was quite urgent in his message. He, he was urgent, and he was a little bit forceful. Uh, Reggie taught me that, what we can do best is to deliver the message with love and compassion as if we were the person's mother or father or um, 
if we were the the sister or daughter, you know, somebody in the family giving the message of chiropractic, if somebody was really messed up in your family, you know, how would you approach it lovingly, you know, not forcefully? And it's weird because once we get into business mode, for whatever reason, you know, we're thinking about our numbers, we're thinking about our stats, we're thinking about, you know, just the changes in healthcare and, and the money that's not coming anymore, you know, all these things we, we think about and we forget that the person that we're discussing finances with is a real person with real problems of their own. So Reggie told me, you know, the first step in breaking down barriers is to ease up and don't look at it as a barrier. Look at the person in front of you as a person, a human being who is suffering. And you're the person on the other side who has the message, the wonderful, amazing message of hope and health and healing. You're the one with, with all the answers. So take, take your foot off the gas, but also understand that it is a process. So, so to break down people's barriers, um, you know, how quickly we do it and how we do it actually really depends on the person you know, what they need to hear at the time and where they're at in the healing process and in the deciding process as well. So I'll ask the question, how many times have you heard a new patient say, I'll think about it, and you've just given your very best presentation of your life, right? You've been practicing this forever, and you deliver it, well, bam, here's the information, and I'll just think about it. I'll take a card. I'll just take a business card. I'll think about it. Uh, you know, there have been times, man, well, I literally cried after I got a no from this gentleman. I was at a screening. I'll never forget it. He was um, limping. He had two young children, like a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and he was limping with his wife who looked, you know, to be about mid-30s. He was probably early 40s. And I brought him into the booth, come on in, have a seat, let's see what's going on. He comes and he sits down. He starts telling me this laundry list of problems. I have had two cancer surgeries. My bones are fused together. I had a car accident. I fell off a wagon, blah, blah, blah. All these things are coming out. And I am just giving it my all. You know, here is what subluxation is. It's above, down, inside out, you know, just really giving him the best version of what I had. And I broke my own rule, which is don't give, you know, too much information and we only have a five-minute window of opportunity with each person. So any minute that we go over five minutes in our presentation, if we give too much information, it's they're just going to, you know, glaze, glazed eyes and they'll, they'll jump off somewhere else in their thought process and they'll just take a car. So when we see people saying that, I'll just think about it or I'll just take a card, what that means truly is that we have gone past their attention span expiration date and they are now off thinking about something else. So I spent too much time with this gentleman at the screening, this this person who had cancer, and I just knew that it would help him so much. I spent too much time. And I wanted it more for him then he wanted it for himself, which when you're trying to break down barriers, I mean, let's think about this for a second. If you you have this gift in your hand, say it's like a new car, a key to a new car, 
and you walk up to a strange person and they're just sitting there and you're like, I have been told to give this gift of keys to anybody in the world that I want to. And I've chosen to give it to you, Mr. Man, sitting on a park bench. Here you go. I'm so excited to give it to you. And don't you think he would look at you kind of strange and funny? Like, what is this woman doing trying to force a gift into my hand? Like, what is in it? You know, why? Where's the hidden cameras? You know, what's the catch? What's going to, what's going to spring out of this box? You know, people get defensive if too much good comes at them all at once. And that's what I did. I vomited my good all over this poor fellow at my event, and I wanted him to have this gift so much more than he wanted it for himself. And he ended up taking a card and walking off. And the funny part about that was I had students with me at this particular event from LifeWest Chiropractic College, and they were watching me, observing me at this event to learn And I just stood up and I said, that's exactly what I told you not to do. (laughs) Please don't ever do that when you're out here, you know. But it's, it's so hard and frustrating because you know this is what they need. So here I'm going to tell you guys a few things that, um, you know, I've, I've learned. Here's one phrase, for example. Okay. So as people are walking by or if you're in your office and you hear someone say, um, I know my spine is messed up. Oh, gosh, yeah, I know. God, look at look at my posture. We get this a lot in screenings when people are walking past our booth, and they literally look like turtles coming out of shells. You know, their forward head carriage is so far forward. You're like, whoa, dude, how are you even standing straight upright right now? You know, can you imagine how many muscles are straining right now just to keep your head upright? You know, you have this huge information. He just walks by, and he's like, yeah. I know my spine's messed up, and he keeps walking. Well, what I say is, what are you doing about that? So what are you doing about that? Now, nine times out of ten, if they say that phrase, I know my spine is messed up, it's just think about what kind of person says that. You know, I know my spine is messed up. Okay, well, that's like, you know, you're missing five teeth out of your mouth. And, and you say, hey, what happened to your teeth? Yeah, I know my teeth are bad. Yeah, I know. Okay, what could you, is that really the best patient that you want inside of your practice? You know, that person is pretty brain dead to health. And for some reason, I think a lot of us feel like it's our job in life to try to change that person's mind and, and force them to stop being brain dead and come over to our healthy way of thinking. Well, that just doesn't sound right, does it? I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but yet we still do it. So I I know that when I throw my phrase out there, what are you doing about that? It's going to have one effect or another. There's only two responses I usually get. Um, The first response is, huh, you know, I haven't really thought about it too much. What are you doing out here today? what What do you have going on? You know, so that's, that usually stops them in their tracks and they're like, huh. It kind of wakes them up. Oh, what are you doing about that? You know, I haven't quite thought about that. What are you doing out here today? And then the second response that I usually get is, yeah, I know my spine is messed up. What are you doing about that? They literally put their head down, back in the sand. They smile, laugh a little bit, and keep walking. Ho, 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 ho. 
you know, they just start laughing. They don't know what to say. They, they get tripped up in it. So if they're called to action, which is what you're, you're basically saying, you know, calling them out and saying, well, what are you just going to let your spine be like that? You know it's bad. You're going to let it be like that. It's too much for a lot of people to handle psychologically, and they'll just keep going. They'll just keep going. So, again, it's not our job in life to wrangle those people down, force them onto a chiropractic table, make them listen to our message of civilization and healthy eating, and then force them to put money on the table for us. It's just not okay. They, we don't want people like that. They're not ready. So what's happening when people are not willing to face a new way of thinking, which is what it is, if they have never thought about chiropractic care before, it's a whole new philosophy and a whole new terminology and basically a whole new language that they have to be taught in order to get it truly and to understand chiropractic. And that takes time, it takes energy, and it takes money for them to do that. So they have to be truly motivated and really want to participate in chiropractic. So when we're uh, out in the asking for referrals, for example, within our practice, to me, asking for referrals are like, you know, it's like a game of, it's a game of volleyball and the patient is involved. They're part of the team. They just don't know they are. <laughs> so, uh, but at first, and we, we let them know they are actually part of the volleyball game um, later on. But uh, in the beginning, you know, trying to break down the barriers and get the referrals, a lot of times it's hard for us to ask. I mean, number one step of, of referrals is asking for referrals, being okay to ask. But sometimes that's hard to do. And I've analyzed it a lot because I coach a lot of different chiropractic teams. And I was also involved in assistant coaching for my son's little league baseball team for many years. And so I've, I've had quite a career in trying to get people to see a new way of thinking. And then especially with, with being in chiropractic and having my job be uh, to, to analyze what makes people say yes and, and fine-tune it and fine-tune it. And I've learned there's, there's systems for this. So it's not just if you – don't feel worthy enough to ask somebody else for something, then you're going to have a hard time with referrals. So being in in a state of uh, worthiness and understanding that what you're promoting is a good thing, that's another part of referrals and breaking down barriers and being able to be a warrior that breaks down barriers is not having any barriers of your own. And that goes for the entire team, from the chiropractor to the x-ray technician to the CA, everybody in between and all over the practice. Everybody has to be warriors and, and delivering a good service. So um, I'm going back to the referrals because I have a way for you guys to remember this. It is just like a game of volleyball, asking for referrals and breaking down barriers. So it starts with a whole process, serve, set, Spike. Okay, that's how we get in, in volleyball. My daughter was in volleyball in high school, um, and I sat through so many games. I did not help coach that one. I was not qualified. I, I grew up in Huntington Beach playing volleyball on the sand, 
So I, I got the concept, but my athleticism, those of you that know me, I'm slightly clutchy, um, but I can still play a little bit, but I do know all of the rules. Um, so here we go. We got to serve, set, and spike to get the point. That's basically how it goes. And you want to, you want to send it to your team members that are really good at their positions, right? If you're on a team and you're, you're really bad at your procedures, you know, people aren't going to want to throw the ball to you and, or, or spike the ball or set the ball or give the ball over to you at all. They're, you know, because you're not worthy of the ball yet. So we really do have to practice all of our procedures and processes because here we go, to serve. The first part of referrals, to serve. That is the patient must experience a wonderful adjustment and a wonderful healing experience. So the first part of this point is that the patient must experience a wonderful adjustment and healing experience. So who is responsible for that? That's the chiropractor and also the team checking in the patient. Okay, that's also the cleaning staff that makes sure that the office is nice and clean and, and a, a great, beautiful place to, to come into. So that who's responsible for the serve is, is the entire team. But, again, the patient, you know, is looking at the adjustment here. So say the patient gets a great adjustment and sets up and says, wow, doc, that was the best adjustment ever. Well, doctor, now this is your turn to do the set. So this is the doctor um, doing the set. And now the doctor is going to do two things. A set, set is a set of two questions. So a set is, here's the first question, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 is, wow, I am so much better. And 1 is no improvement at all. How much better are you feeling, Linda? So Linda now has a chance to answer a very loaded question, as you notice, the way that I asked it, and I'll repeat it for those of you who are taking notes. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 is, wow, I am so much better. 1 is no improvement at all. How much better are you feeling now, Linda, or patient name, insert here. Wow, that's quite an improvement. Fantastic. So no matter if, if, she's, if she says it's a one, then this is a bad time to ask for a referral, right? If she says one, you're not helping her in the slightest. It's time to go into how can we serve you better and let's change our approach. Let's take a look at our treatment plan and see what we can adjust. So if, you, if you've got a one there, then, then you have issues, and now is not a good time to spike the ball. Now is not it. So you're looking for a seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, anything seven and above is worthy of sharing, I feel. So if you would rather just have it be eight, nine, ten, then that's fine too, but I think seven is worthy of, of discussion. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 is, wow, I am so much better. 1 is there's no improvement at all. How much better are you feeling, Linda? She says, I'm feeling an 8. I feel about an 8. Then you say, wow, that's quite an improvement. Fantastic. Now here's the second statement, so the set of statement questions. Second question. You know we really get a kick out of hearing about our patients' improvement. Be sure to tell Kimberly at the front desk on your way out. She'd love to hear it directly from you. Tell her you're an 8 on a scale of 1 to 10. She'll know what that means.
Okay, so now the doctor, you just set this up so beautifully for the CA who is going to come in with a spike. Um, you can see that, and I'll repeat that again, because I'm really hoping you guys are writing this down. You can play it back and listen and, and get it, but this is a great script. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it from the, the very beginning. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 is, wow, I'm so much better. 1 is no improvement at all. How much better are you feeling, Linda? Linda says, I'm feeling an 8. I feel so much better. Wow, that's quite an improvement. Fantastic. I'm so grateful that your migraines are doing that much better. So you want to interject, you know, a little uh, personal statement right there about how they're feeling in the middle. So if it's about migraines, if it's about low back, you know, we want to make it personal right there. So you know we really get a kick out of hearing about our patients' improvements. Be sure to tell Kimberly at the front desk on your way out. She'd love to hear it directly from you. Tell her you're an 8 on a scale of 1 to 10. She'll know what that means. And then, you know, Linda goes off, and she goes into the reception area and says to Kimberly, the CA, Kimberly, I'm an 8 on a scale of 1 to 10. Now, I get a chance to be super excited for her, and this is me spiking the ball. I say, woo-hoo, high five, Linda, very good, and then I high five her. That means that we're doing our jobs right. Thank you for sharing. You just made my day. I am so happy that your headaches are doing better. It's one of our just specialties is, is working with headaches, and it feels so good to help someone who is suffering. So, you know, do you know anyone else who needs a health miracle? We'd love to help them, too. Who knows? Maybe we can. Do you think they would like a gift certificate for a free consultation? Oh, my gosh. I just happen to have one right here in this drawer. What's their name? Fantastic. Would it be better to contact them by, by email, phone, or text? Which, what's the best way to get this to them? So then you leave it up to them to let, let you know how you are going to be transferring this information. So that's the spike. Well, bam. Now, does it feel like it's a salesy thing? No, it's actually not. It is absolutely just everybody is celebrating the win, and, and we're breaking down barriers. Now, that, that's a heck of a lot easier. That whole process takes literally less than a minute, and we're asking for a referral. That's a lot easier than cold calls, you know, breaking down barriers to chiropractic that way. Um, so I'm going to go over that, the spike again for the CA and, and what she says. So the patient comes out and says, guess what, Kimberly, I'm an eight. And I say, woohoo, high five. That means we're doing our jobs right. Thanks for sharing, Linda. You just made my day. I'm so happy that your headaches are doing better. Man, when you first came in here, girl, you were, you were bad off. You know, headaches are one of our specialties, and it just it feels really good to help someone who suffers. See, you know, do you know anyone else who needs a health miracle like you just had? We'd love to help them, too. I mean, who knows? Maybe we can help them out. Do you think that that person, when you say their name, do you think that your mom might be interested in a gift certificate for a free consultation? I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Let's, let's see if we can help. How would you like me to get this information to them? 
So that's, that's the CA's part. And uh, you can see that it, it took everybody to get that referral from the serve, the set, and the spike. Um, and I'm just going to review again. The serve is the patient must experience a wonderful adjustment, a wonderful healing experience delivered by the chiropractor, delivered by the entire team um, from check-in to check-out to cleaning the office to the billing. Every experience must be Nordstrom service. Um, then that, that prepares us for the set, so the patient actually experiences healing, and then that sets up the doctor to um, say their, their question on the scale of 1 to 10 question. And then we have the, the statement, be sure to tell Kimberly at the front desk on your way out. She'd love to hear it directly from you. That's the magic statement right there. She'd love to hear it directly from you, which is awesome because she's also saying it in front of who else? She's saying it in front of the entire waiting room. Hopefully that's full. And she's hearing, I feel, I'm an ace. I made it. You know, I'm really excited. And then other patients will be coming out and saying the same thing. I mean, how great would that be? Let's, let's visualize that for ourselves. Okay. Um, oh, my gosh. We're already 28 minutes in. It goes by so quickly, everybody. Yeah, I was talking with one of my clients today, and they were asking me to talk with the team about just my excitement level for chiropractic because everyone thinks that I just kind of wake up like this and I'm just ready to rock and roll the second I run out of bed. And I can tell you that that is not true. Um, breaking down barriers takes just joy, a state of being, you know, joyous and, and loving chiropractic and knowing what what it can do, you know, the power of it. But it also, to deliver that message and break down barriers, you've got to be prepared for it. You know, so I, I actually, you know, I do work at my happiness levels. I live chiropractic. I live it. I love it. I eat it, breathe it, drink it for breakfast. I mean, it is, it is my soul. And I love it so much because I get to see the changes. And, and I'll never forget the very first day that I broke down barriers and I didn't even, I, I knew nothing about any of this communication good stuff. I knew nothing about it. I only knew my own story and what happened for me. And I was a massage therapist. I was working for Dr. Mossaman's office and he was not very wellness oriented. He was um, definitely heavy on the insurance industry and um, car accidents. So we saw a lot of, lot of really messed up people. And I was working on this lady one day after a car accident and I would go out into the waiting room to you know, let her get undressed and get get um, ready for massage, and I would play with her kids who were just adorable. One was like seven, and another was like four. And um, the the older boy would always come in in a soccer outfit because he they had just come from soccer practice over to mom's um, chiropractic appointment. And I found out from the boys that the children had been in the car accident too with the mom but they were not getting treatment. And I was like, huh, you know, that's, hmm. Well, they have little spines too, don't they? I mean, that makes sense that the damage that the mom sustained would have been sustained by the children also. And I was worried about that because they were my little buddies. And um, the, the younger boy, he never came in in soccer uniform, but he loved playing with the soccer ball. And I'm like, well, don't you play soccer too? And the little guy said no. And the older brother said, yeah, he has asthma. He can't even, you know, he has to sit in the car 
and wait for soccer practice to be over. He can't even be near the soccer field. But he really he's good at kicking the ball. He just can't be around the grass. And I thought, oh, that's that's awful. That's I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, I didn't have the information that I have now to understand the correlation between chiropractic and the lungs and how the entire nervous system controls and coordinates all of the functions of the body. If I would have had that information, I could have gone right into it with the mom. I didn't know that that was going to happen, but what did happen was um, I convinced the mom to getting the boys checked from the massage table because, you know, she was getting massage. I'm like, well, don't you think their little spines could have had some trauma? You know, let's think about this for a second. And so she agreed, and we were two months into everybody's treatment. And and they did, you know, the x-rays came back that the boys were out of alignment in exactly the same place that the mom was, lo and behold, you know, the same impact, same trauma on the little spine. And she was really grateful that, that we went ahead and checked that out because if we hadn't, at the age they were at and they had that crooked of spines, they were, you know, destined for a lifetime of issues with sports and pain and possible scoliosis. I mean, you name it, they were heading in that direction and they would have never known. So it was awesome to see that. But then what happened after that was the little boy came in and he was wearing a soccer outfit. This is two months later. And I said, oh, that's that's so great. I was massaging mom again. And, and I said, that's so great that the little boys, you know, you, you guys finally got him a soccer outfit so he could feel like he was one of the players. That's super cute. And she goes, no, he's actually playing soccer. He's playing soccer now. For some reason, his his allergies just went away and his asthma's gone and, and he's able to play again. And I just, I was like, what? <laughs> that That was the first time that I had personally experienced a hand in the healing process. And it gets me emotional because as a CA or as a massage therapist, you know, you don't get to see the miraculous changes up front. You know, like the chiropractors have the honor of seeing every time the adjustment is done. You know, you guys get to experience the miraculous healings of them standing up from the table and you helping them off the table. And that's so beautiful. And that's a piece of the puzzle that, you know, breaking down the barriers and, and you have to want to do that. You have to want to break down the barriers so that people can experience the miracle. And I realized that then and there that I had the power from wherever I was to make those changes in people's lives, whether I touched them personally or not. I still had the power to remove the barriers and help them to live the life that they're supposed to live. So it's been such a fantastic journey. And, um, you know, I would just definitely encourage each one of you to remember why you got into chiropractic in the first place. And if you don't feel that you have a good enough or powerful enough story, that you piggyback on somebody else's and, and, and create, get busy creating those stories with your patients and, and in your own family. And, uh, you know, share the miracles. I mean, it's, it's really easy when people feel like you are in it to win it with them. You know, it, it's, it's, um, you know, I start with asking a person the question, the very simple question, have you ever been to see a chiropractor before? That's how I start. 
no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, that's the simple question. Oh, have you ever been to see a chiropractor before? Well, no, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I work right down the street with chiropractors that are so amazing. I couldn't help but notice that you grabbed your back when you were bending down to pick up that piece of paper. Are you okay? Oh, man, I have been suffering with this low back for 25 years. You know, and they'll go into their story. And then after you listen very intently about their story, then you follow up with your story and you relate and you say these words, I completely understand where you're coming from. You know, I was in a horrible car accident when I was six months pregnant with my daughter and you wouldn't believe what chiropractic care did for me. That's why I'm here talking to you right now because I got involved in chiropractic and I've been talking about it ever since. You know, would you be available um, to come in on Thursday at lunchtime? I mean, maybe we could help you with that back pain. We've got an office right down the street. Could you make it on Thursday at lunch? What's your number? Let's get you in. And right there, I just did a cold call, you know, introduction on the street in the parking lot at Walmart or wherever I am. You know, it's, it's, you start with, have you ever been to see a chiropractor before? It opens up the conversation and then you can just roll with it. So there's so many things that I have learned over the years I'd love to share with you guys and I will be sharing in London coming up here. We've got the two day intensive January 27th and 28th in Windsor, United Kingdom. Just wanted to throw that out there again before we, before we get off the air here. Um, I'm so, so blessed to be here with you guys today. And if you have any questions or, you know, would like some more interesting phrases, go ahead and check out my website. It's CairoRockstar.com, CairoRockstar.com, or email me at Rockstar at CairoRockstar.com. So it's Rockstar at CairoRockstar.com. Email me any questions. I'd love to start a dialogue with you. I'm also on Facebook. Kimberly Gorham, San Diego is what it says. And uh, let's be friends. We'll discuss chiropractic and philosophy and all that is good. Thank you all so much. Great pleasure being with you, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Have a great day.